Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From CBS 58 and the Spanish voice of Brewers baseball, it is Kevin Holden. Kev, how we doing, Crunchy? Ronnie, oh man, this is awesome. Now this is this is what I'm talking about. 2020 needed needed this. It needed me hearing your voice on the radio and on my phone here. What's going on, dude? That means a lot to me, Kev. And uh, I should point out, you know, for all my coworkers who I spent all that time, all those years with, who I love very, very much. Kevin, I actually have pictures of my former coworkers there at the fan. I guess coworkers again now at the fan, hanging all around my apartment because I love them and miss them that much. But you know who was the only one to come and visit me up in the Twin Cities after I made the move? It was Kevin Holden, damn it. Kevin Holden came up, and we went and took in a Twins game together. And I needed that, sir. You say you needed this today. I needed that then as a guy who had just moved to a new city 300 miles away from his nearest friend or loved one. Seeing the face of Kevin Holden and sitting behind the dugout and taking in a game with a few beers was was quite the experience, my friend. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Well, it'll make you feel better about yourself. I mean, you know, you see me and it's like, man, at least, you know, I, I'm still learning a new city and new people, but at least I'm not Kevin Holden. Thank goodness. <laughs> that is not at all the case. I'd be lucky to have just a shred of Kevin Holden in me. But, Kev, let's get, let's get into the sports talk. Let's get to the Milwaukee Brewers. Like I said, you are the Spanish voice of Brewers baseball. Um, how do you feel about this team so far? I know it's it's a weird season, but I told Tim this to Malin, the host of Pre and Post on the Fan in Milwaukee, when I talked to him in hour one of this show. I came into this year sort of looking through, looking at the baseball season through one prism and thinking this is very, very different than anything that we've ever seen before, and in some ways. It is. You have the wrinkles in the rules in terms of extra innings and double headers being shortened up. You have the the added playoff spots. But just as far as the situation that, for the purposes of this conversation, the Brewers find themselves in, I saw Craig Council during that Cubs series being asked about, you know, so much weight, so much importance placed on every game. And you guys already find yourselves down five games to the Chicago Cubs. How do you feel about this? And Craig Council looked at him like they had a second head growing out of their neck and went, guys, it's August and we're five games back. We've been here before. When you look at it through that prism and with that perspective, it's really not all that different and really, I think, should calm Brewers fans down if they were starting to panic or get worried about their their place in the division and in the playoff picture at this point in the schedule. It's the truth that, that there are two things working in their favor. One is 
the shorter season means, you know, you're not going to be 20 games back right now unless you really had a terrible start to things. And, and the other half is uh, more teams make the postseason. So if you may, you may not win the division, and I still think there's a chance they could. Uh, but if you, even if you don't win the division and you end up 30 and 30 or whatever, you know, however this works record wise, there's still a postseason berth that can happen for you. So a lot can can take place, and the Brewers, I think, will have a, a really good chance to make the postseason. I, as a group, I don't think they hit well, but I think they hit well when they have to. And and I don't know if that's something that's uh, inherent as a, like a characteristic of a team or if it's sustainable over the whole year. But the wins that they had against the Cubs, uh, specifically last weekend, were not games that were blowout wins. They were games where you'd give up three or four and you'd find a way to score five. And that's, you know, again, in, in baseball, it's hard to tell sometimes if that's luck or skill. Uh, you know, you have to look at that over more games. But they, they can hit when they need to. And from a pitching standpoint, you saw Brandon Woodruff last night, another terrific outing from him. So much young talent, the, the Corbin Burns and Freddie Peraltis, Josh Lindblom, Lindblom gives you a veteran presence in the back end of that rotation. I think they've had more pitching this year, starting-wise, than they've had in previous years. So, I don't know. I'm trying not to be, like, super optimistic. But this team sometimes makes me that way. Like, they, they, they make me feel like maybe there's a little run in them in October. Yeah, and, and really, Kevin, you, you led me right to, to my next point and question for you, which is that if, if I'm a Brewers fan and I'm looking at this season, especially – with the, the shortened regular season but expanded playoff picture, I honestly don't really care about a division championship. To me, a division championship doesn't mean much in a 60-game schedule. And I was coming into this year really thinking, and again, my perspective on this season has has kind of changed. I was thinking even a World Series kind of it, it has a cloud over it, has an asterisk next to it, if, if you will, because of the shortened schedule, smaller sample size, etc. But... You look at the road that a World Series team is going to have to travel come the postseason in 2020, and really it's going to be harder to to bring home that World Series once we get to October than it probably ever has been. With an eight-team playoff field in each league, it's a longer road to travel against the best teams in this league in all likelihood, against the best pitchers in this league. And to be quite honest with you, going back to the original point when I started this thought, I don't care about the division. Get to October if I'm the Brewers and Brewers fans. And with that bullpen and the way that it can shorten games and the impact of bullpens in a playoff series, I give the Brewers as good a chance of anybody, no matter how they get into the postseason. In 2020, more than any year ever, baseball is fantasy football. It's a five-word philosophy. Get in and get hot. And you have to get hot in October because you have those best of threes to start it off. So you have to be hot in that moment. You can't even have a two-game losing streak in that moment. And then you have to sustain that, that momentum through the rest of October. And I think that's where this like underlying optimism is happening because right now that Brewers lineup has a whole bunch of 175s and 195s and 208s. And these are professional hitters, and I don't think they're going to keep doing that. I don't – I don't think you're going to have a team full of players, maybe one or two, but not a team full, that are going to hit like that over the course of a whole year, which means there's some dudes that are due hot streaks. Like, it's coming. And and I don't know if that's going to be in September to help them into the playoffs 
or in October when they would be hopefully in the postseason. But that's, I think that's where it's coming from. Is that there's so much emphasis this year on on that get hot parts. You know, get in is fine, but get hot is so important. And I just there's something about the way this team is constructed, the way they score their runs. I think they could get hot. And you know, as you know from two years ago. You get hot at the right time in September like they did and into October, and you end up in Game 7 of the NLCS against right. Walker uh, Walker Bueller, which, by the way, we had a Walker Bueller bobblehead in the, in the sports office at 58, and we beheaded it that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, I will say this. For, for all the optimism we're throwing around here, and I think it's warranted, I, I don't think that, that – I know it was, it was a blowout loss last night – and the Brewers probably, all in all, aren't where a lot of fans would like to see them. I think a lot of the optimism is warranted. But one thing that I think is a legitimate concern, and I, I, I somewhat disagree with you in, in your assumption that it's going to turn around, I think scoring runs for this Brewers team is going to be a struggle for, for the foreseeable future. When, when you let Mike Moustakis, Yasmani Grandal, walk in the offseason, don't replace them with, with, with that caliber of bats. I know you brought in Justin Smoke and a couple of other guys, but that none of the guys that they brought in are going to bring you the run production that those two did. Then you lose Ryan Braun, and I know he's back, but you lose Ryan Braun for a stretch, and on t- and maybe the biggest blow of all, actually the biggest blow of all, you have Lorenzo Cain opt out for the season. I, I just don't see, when you look up and down that lineup, where a lot of increased run production is is necessarily going to come from. Yeah, they. Uh, it is true that uh, that this lineup is not the same as last year's lineup, not the same for sure as 2018's lineup, and that's that is a huge factor. Uh, they, the the one thing that I do hope this season doesn't do uh, is is to tell David Stearns that he could continue to construct lineups this way because I and I understand the timing of it. Uh, there, you were trying to sign Christian Yelich to a contract extension. You didn't know how the money was going to play, and you had to pay Ryan Braun out the end of his contract. So there were some stop gaps in here. I mean, you could see where the one-year stop gaps existed, and I think they'll go out and do something more long-term in a few positions in the offseason. But the truth is they, they need to do that. There are, are parts on this team that work really well, these parts that they brought in, but they're, they're, they're a whole lot of like interchangeable people. If I didn't know what Brock Holt looked like, <laughs> or Jed Jerko looked like, or Eric Sogard looked like, I would think they cloned the same dude like six times. So that, that I hope, does change. You, you are absolutely right about that. You can't replace Moustakas Grandal and, and then, you know, losing Kane, too, and expect the same run production. You're right. You're totally right about that. So, Kevin, you do think, though, that, that they're going to make a move? Because I think not just Brewers fans, baseball fans around the country are sitting back and, and really – wondering what what this trade deadline is going to be like. Does a team go all in and and pay the type of price for that hired gun or, or that, that player, even a player who's not a rent-a-player you might have for a year or two moving forward in this shortened season and with the potential of an asterisk or a cloud hanging over any accomplishments you do achieve in this season? Do you think the Brewers and, and teams around baseball will be aggressive in, in making moves at this deadline, or will we see a different type of deadline than what we're used to. I just can't imagine a world where David Stearns doesn't have like three telephones, like one on each ear and texting on a third, uh, trying to work deals because man, you know, 
we, we have learned that not only July 31st in the past, but August 31st, you know, the, the two, uh, two trade deadlines that we used to have, uh, were both huge days in Milwaukee during uh, David Stern's time. And he would pull the trigger on anything and everything, and, and he made the team better so many times by doing that. I just, I, and I know 2020 is, it is so, there's so much unpredictability, and it's not just this year because the, the future of the minor leagues is in question and the future of 40-man rosters and Rule 5 drafts. I imagine everything gets called into question the next few years, the construction of a baseball team. I still think David Stern is like just pestering like 19 general managers. You know, like what? What do you give me? What do you give me? You know, I I cannot imagine that Stern is not super active at this deadline. If trades don't get done, I don't think it'll be for lack of trying. I'll say that. That's Kevin Holden, CBS 58 in Milwaukee, and the Spanish voice of Brewers baseball. Kev, really, really a pleasure to uh, talk some Brewers with you and hear your voice again, my friend. It was awesome, Rami. Yeah, anytime and. Uh, you know, if you're if you're down this way, let me know, and then you know once safe to to do this, we'll get back your way and find that throne. It was Game of Thrones night at Target Field when we were there. Let's see if we can find that throne again. Dude, that line. We, I mean, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I was like, cool picture opportunity. You know what I mean? It's good for the gram. That line for the Game of Thrones throne was just ridiculous. I wasn't I wasn't waiting for that. Hopefully, we'll get it next time though, Kev. <laughs> it sounds good. It was like Kent Herbeck was there or something. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.